0: Jimmy go. television we have found jimmy t again jimmy t i gotta start with you tonight because i need you to tell me when it comes to cm punk versus eddie kingston at full gear live on pay-per-view november 13th in case you didn't know who are we supposed to want to win here they both just seem like unlikable pricks
1: 100 facts actually Kingston absolutely made Punk look like an idiot in the first half of that freaking promo, in my opinion, because the shit he said is not far from the truth, bro. (laughs) Let's
0: be honest. Chris, I I thought this promo was just (laughs) god-awful. I'm watching this thing, and I'm going, I, I don't like either one of these guys. I want both of them to lose. There's nothing good about this. Punk looks like a moron. Kingston just looks like a dickhead. And then I go to Twitter and everybody's talking about how that was the promo of the year. They haven't seen anything better in wrestling all year than CM Punk and Eddie Kingston. I and am I just is the bar that low at this point?
2: Um that's what we call the AEW fanboy effect. Um mm-hmm. you know, some people when they're watching these shows, it doesn't matter what happens, they they'll take a shit sandwich and just think it's the greatest thing of all time. It's um you know the promo to like it wasn't like i i wasn't as harsh on it as you were i didn't think it was the worst thing i'd ever seen but i mean what they're doing is sort of a tried and true wrestling format at this point where they're trying to walk the line you know between work and shoot um and i just don't ever really like that because i feel like um i feel like there's no rules when you start doing that and i feel like what happens is the hardcore fan base like you and me and jimmy you know we're watching this and we're going well we know this isn't real so they're talking about this but they've talked about this before they're not really about to get into a fight and anybody from the mainstream that happens to be watching is like no this is this isn't like this is fake man this is like wrestling's fake i don't care what these guys say it's fake so it doesn't it doesn't actually help you know like I don't know. I, I don't like it. I didn't like this. It, doesn't, it, it didn't excite me. I will say that like I'm actually kind of excited for the match, but maybe that's just because I'm going to be there live, but I don't know.
0: That, that absolutely just, contributes. What, what do you got, Jimmy T? Well, I just want to say
1: I, I did feel embarrassed for both of them with this promo. I did feel it was a bad promo, to be honest, right? I thought they did get back on track in the second half of the promo, but even then it was still a bit of a schmoz. They're talking over each other they just, it just seemed unorganized to a T if anything, I don't think these guys even knew what they were going to say to each other, man. It really came across that way.
0: Wrestling is at its best when there is a clear, good guy and there is a clear, bad guy. And you want one guy to win and you want the other guy to run his mouth for so long that you want to see it shut. I don't care which one is which. CM Punk, Eddie Kingston, they're both fine in either role. I don't care which one is which, just make it clear to me who I want to win the match and which Big Mouth I want to see get their Big Mouth shut. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Rampage Uncaged, presented by the Hameen Media Group at ChannelAttitude.com. My name is Dr. Jargo, P H. D and i will be your host for the evening let's welcome in my two tag team partners that's right we're a freaking trios team first to my i guess left even though it's my right i hate the magic of television he's the black mask he's that other canadian guy mr chris ams chris welcome back to your show my friend
2: Yeah, thanks, Jargo. Uh, Yeah, it's me. It's Christopher Ams. That's A-M-B-S, like lambs with Noel or bullshit first thing in the morning. And, uh, you know, we're going to be here talking about some bullshit late at night, uh, late at night on a Friday. So, um, yeah, excited to talk about it and uh, always excited to be on with you guys.
0: Late at night for us, middle of the afternoon for the COVID kid. He's the G-A-G from the P-W-C. He's my man, Jimmy T. Thank you for getting out of bed, you know, at 2 o'clock in the (laughs) afternoon. Well, First of all,
1: I didn't just get out of bed. I've been out of bed, in fact, since the morning. But after watching SmackDown before Rampage. Why would you do that to
0: yourself? Dude, I'm not going to
1: lie. I'm not going to lie. I fell asleep right before the main event (laughs) and right before (laughs) Rampage even started. But I slept for about five minutes, man, to be fair. That's how bad SmackDown was. But we're not here to talk SmackDown, are we? So,
0: fuck no. that show. No, no, thank God we are not here to talk about SmackDown. We're here to talk about Daniel Bryan. Oh, wait, no, that would be on SmackDown. We're here to talk about Brian Danielson. Yes, here on AEW. Um, Brian Danielson versus Anthony Bowens, your first match to kick off Rampage tonight. Guys, I didn't even know this match was being advertised, and uh, I-, I thought this was the wrong match. If Brian Danielson is going to be in the finals of the world championship eliminator tournament, if Brian Danielson is going to be the hired gun for Tony Khan to go shut up anybody that's talking smack about Tony Khan, you know what I don't want to see Brian Danielson do go out there and go 15 minutes with one half of a tag team in Anthony Bowens. Um, I, I thought that they gave Anthony Bowens way too much offense in this matchup I thought that it, it was like 80% Bowens and 20% Danielson kicking his freaking head off and I'm sorry if I kick you in the freaking head and I can't keep you down for three seconds that tells me that I'm a pussy right? I mean, because if I kick somebody in the head, I expect them to be able to stay down for three seconds. Anthony Bowens did not do that for Brian Danielson. He does end up tapping out to the lapel lock. Chris, typical circumstances, I would be fine with this match. A week before the pay-per-view for a number one contender title shot, I thought this was the wrong match for Brian Danielson to have.
2: Yeah, this was just silly booking. I mean, this was the kind of booking that anyone who's really watched wrestling could have told you what they should have done here. It should have been about a five-minute match. Um, Bowen should have gotten a couple of cheap shots in. Uh, maybe Caster on the on the on the outside could have hooked Daniel's leg and and got his friend a little a little offense. Um, but you've got a guy who you're potentially setting up as you know the next challenger for your world title, and. He goes 15 minutes against, as you said, a tag team specialist. Uh, This is just booking 101. You don't do this. You don't have a 15-minute competitive matchup. And I thought, personally, as somebody who's a huge Danielson fan, who loves him in the ring, this was by far his worst match since coming into AEW. I didn't like
0: it. How much of that is Brian Danielson? How much of that is Anthony Bowens, Jimmy T? I mean, I... I felt like Danielson gave him everything that he could possibly ask for short of the blistered chest, which has become, you know, a a trademark of a Brian Danielson match at this point. Um, I just thought this match was not good for Brian Danielson, mostly because they just let Bowens have so much offense.
1: Yeah. I mean, where has Anthony Bowens even been lately? I mean, let's be real. Who's he been? uh, beating
0: lately other than himself if danielson (laughs) had that much problem with anthony bowens what is miro gonna do to him i mean like i i I just i feel like now it's an upset if brian danielson defeats miro because i feel like miro would kill anthony bowens in about i don't know 15 seconds not 15 minutes well to be fair if you remember miro's little matches at the start of his run he was having long matches with Bums. Let's be that, honest, right? That, that was a different character, though. That was the best Damn. man. That wasn't God's favorite champion. <laughs> I mean, like Dude. Miro, like, and and I can buy into that, right? Like we see that in the UFC, where a fighter will get hot, he'll go on a run for about eighteen months, and then he falls off again. Miro is in the middle of that run where he is just super hot. Like I feel like he's probably the best thing going in AEW right now. Danielson, I I felt like this really hurt him tonight. Yeah, no, look,
1: it kind of made him look bad. At the end of the day, look, I I think it was Danielson that would have given him all that, to be fair, right? I I could see them both being in the back saying, yeah, get your shit in, do this, do that, do that. I'll make you look like a million bucks. And he ends up getting the win. That's what I think. I personally think I see Chris shaking his head. But, I mean, I think Danielson's pretty giving, dude. But go ahead, Chris.
0: Well, let let me respond to our friend Pierce Austin in the chat room. He says, you know, it gives Bowen's room to grow as a performer. What Undertaker gave Randy Orton early in his career. I agree, but not a week before going for the number one contendership. That's that's the problem here. If this would have been any random episode of Rampage, I wouldn't feel so badly about it. But a week before full gear, I, I feel like this was completely out of place.
2: And Bowen's is not Randy Orton. Um, he like doesn't have that future. future. He doesn't Thank have you. that. He it's doesn't not have like that it was potential. Ricky Sparks.
1: I mean, he's going to say the same thing. He's not Randy order, but yeah, continue. Well,
2: and, and what you're saying, Jimmy, I mean, you're absolutely right. Like, Danielson is a super giving professional. I mean, he and CM Punk, I think, are doing themselves a disservice by not coming in and saying to the guys, look, I'm going to get you a little bit of shine, but this is about heating me up. Like I have to look great at the end of this, at the end of the night, you know, CM Punk coming in and having a a 20 minute match with Daniel Garcia or, you know, like, or, or this it's, it's just the wrong booking. I don't care. Like at a certain point, like we, you know, we've said a couple of times on our show, like guys really need to learn how to say that don't work for me, brother, because that doesn't work. You can't do, you, you can't, you can't build everyone at the same time. Like some people have to be there to take the pin. And that used to be the whole point of having a singles competitor against a tag team specialist because the tag team specialist can come out next week as a tag team, get a win, and they can look like, well, I do the tag team stuff. I'm not so great at at the singles competition. And they can still move forward in their careers properly. This was 15 minutes. This was not Undertaker and Randy Orton. This was Undertaker going 15 minutes against i don't Gun maven yeah maven maven's <laughs> yeah. the right com- competition there bart Gun, even because from the smoking guns billy gunn was the superstar and max caster is the one who's going to be a bigger deal out of out of the acclaimed
0: as long as his mouth doesn't get him in too much trouble uh chris <laughs> if, if you want to like you know leave the bunker for a second maybe go smoke a cigarette i need to have a word with jimmy here um because i know you're not going to add anything to the rest of this conversation. Uh, Jimmy, did you catch it? Did you see the same thing I saw watching this match? There was one thing that happened in this match that I thought was good. Do you know what it was? What's that? I want to see Brian Danielson versus Kazuchika Okada after watching this match. Do you know why I want to see that match? Why is that? (laughs) You got me intrigued, Jago. Why is that? Risk control. Throughout this entire matchup, Brian Danielson was not letting go of that arm. Shout out to Kazuchika Okada. These are the little seeds that you have to watch for. That's an Okada thing. Who do you think you are, American Dragon? You're going to have the (laughs) Rainmaker come and take your goddamn head off. If you can barely beat Anthony Bowens in 15 minutes, good luck against the greatest professional wrestler in the world. Let's talk about uh, Cody and Andrade. We got to talk about Cody a couple of times. Number one, we saw this package about what happened on Wednesday night. So I guess we kind of get to talk about what happened on Wednesday night. Um, So what's going on with Andrade and FTR and MJF? Because as much as at the beginning of the show, and and we're going to get to it again here, this punk Kingston thing where we have two baby faces that are kind of edgy and both of them are kind of playing dickheads. Here we have two slimy dirt bag heels that are evidently in business together. And I, I'm very confused as to what's going on here. I feel like this story could be being told so much better and have it make some kind of logical sense versus what we're getting right now. Because Chris, I feel like this is about week three or four of this and you know, it started off, it was a one-time thing. And then, you know, Andrade got FTR for two weeks. And at a certain point is, is MJF just going to sell FTR to Andrade? Is that what we're doing here? Are we going like full slavery 2021? (laughs) (laughs)
2: Yeah, I think that I think that there's a possibility of that. And then I think what will happen is that Andrade is going to flip FTR to Leo Rush for uh, for for Dante Martin and his brother, you know, because because that's another gimmick. That that's the other gimmick. That's entirely about I have so much money. Look at me and look at my money. I'm going to throw them around my money. Oh, you you need money for this? Okay, I've got money. This is great. You can tell that this show is written by the billionaire by a billionaire's son because everybody's gimmick is I'm the million dollar man. Well, there was only one million dollar man, and that's because it doesn't work if there's four of them in the company. You moron. <laughs>
0: Jimmy T, I feel like the biggest problem here is inevitably this does not end well. When you have one kingpin doing business with another kingpin, one kingpin is going to end up dead at the end of this thing. And in the pro wrestling context, that means one of them is going to end up turning babyface. And when you have Ellen Gobernable himself (laughs) and, you know, the biggest dirtbag walking the face of the planet in MJF, I don't like either of those possibilities.
1: Well, first of all, shout to Coast to Coast AM because that's what FTR's new theme is based off. I don't know if you got, you know, you know Coast
2: to Coast it's, AM, it's, right? It's,
0: it's, it's a remix of the Midnight Express theme. Well, it's also a remix of the Coast to Coast AM theme. I'm pretty sure they're going off the <laughs> Midnight Express theme and not Coast to Coast AM <laughs> with George Norrie, all right? Like, I'm, t- I'm telling
1: you, dude. <laughs> But anyway, back to that. Um, first of all, it's good to know that FTI is still part of the pinnacle because I was wondering for the last few weeks, are they part of the
0: pinnacle or they're not? Well, what the fuck's going on? Oh, only, all, when, only when Andrade's got to pay alimony to freaking MJF or whatever the hell's going well, on here. I, I guess that's
1: why they weren't part of the pinnacle for a few weeks, right? <laughs> I mean, because Andrade was paying him or paying MJF to get their services. In saying that, I was looking forward to this. You and I came up with some fantasy style booking on where it could end up. And you know what, Jago, this segment here just gave us a big fuck you, bro, because (laughs) I don't think we're getting that shit anymore. And second of all, this
0: shit makes no sense. I I just, I, I feel like in the long run, this does not work out for either one of these characters in any kind of a positive way. The only positive that you can find in this entire situation is Andrade is a bigger dickhead. People dislike him more than even Cody. Cody even got cheered against Andrade. You know, all is well and fine in the Cody Rhodes universe, (laughs) at least for now. Uh, Let's talk about Happy Phil. Uh, So Happy Phil comes out on, on, to me, Wednesday. If you look at that promo he gave on Dynamite, that was a heel turn right you cannot come out and demand an apology from another grown ass man <laughs> for interrupting your promo segment because he was pissed off he just lost a match and you happened to be standing where he came through the curtain that was my read on the situation jimmy t i, I mean i've been talking about the cm punk heel turn for what feels like months at this point Here's another seed, but this one's not a seed. This is like a half a tree that we're planting. (laughs) I feel like Happy Phil is going away, and we're getting the punk heel turn. I think we
1: are too. I mean, if anything, I think Kingston looks the stronger out of the two in his promo, first of all. Second, I swear I feel like Happy Phil is ballless Phil. He's just lost that. I don't want to say he comes across intimidated. Kingston really made him look like shit in
0: my opinion dude i really believe that tonight chris i felt like every time eddie was like getting serious and going at phil phil's like laughing about it and like kind of like i'm trying to play tough guy standing in the corner like it even felt disconnected like laughing at him that comes across as dickhead phil
2: (laughs) yeah well and (sighs) I mean, this whole thing just seemed very strange. I mean, you even had CM punk call out the fact that like, okay, I understand that it may seem strange that, you know, I'm asking another grown man to apologize to me, but it's like, why, why is he calling that out? Like I either, either he's trying to bring attention to how much of a heel it is, um, which I don't think they're doing yet. I just don't get those vibes yet. Um, I I honestly wonder if this wasn't something where he was given some creative he doesn't like, where he had said, I don't think this makes any sense. And then out in the crowd, he saw that it doesn't make any sense. Because as soon as like as soon as the crowd started reacting to the two of them at the beginning there, it was very clear that the crowd is looking at this like, what the fuck is the matter with you, punk? You know? And they're then, they're there to cheer him. They
0: want to cheer him, but But then the crowd turned against Kingston. Like, yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I felt like at a certain point I was like, oh, this is not going well for Happy Phil. Like, this is not going to end well. Like, this crowd is going to rally behind Eddie Kingston as, as, you know, the underdog buddy that helps you move. But Jimmy T, at a certain point, it felt like the crowd was like, okay, Eddie, that's enough. Like you know, you were kind of being a dick like I realized you were the hothead at the bar, you know that had finally had enough and felt like you had to kick everybody's ass. but that was a couple of weeks ago and you're sober now, just like, okay, can we can we move the fuck on from this? And then he just kept going and going and going to where the crowd actually got behind punk again. I'm not sure how aew feels like they're gonna play this, but I'm pretty sure in Minneapolis, It's going to be a 50-50 crowd.
1: Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. Punk's not going to get as cheered as people think, man. I really think, don't be surprised if it goes 60, you know, 60, 90, say. Do do you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know, man. I just think,
0: I think Punk is going to look like a fool, dude. And I'm not sure where it goes from here because obviously we have the news of John Moxley and we don't know how long Moxley is going to be out. I kind of feel like Kingston is, you know, the drunk guy drinking at the bar by himself now, which is even a little bit more dangerous. Chris, who are you going to be pulling for in Minneapolis? <laughs> um, I, I think I'll probably be cheering
2: for Kingston. I've kind of been on this little bandwagon that, um, I, I feel like Kingston can do some, some big things if he's given, you know, appropriate, uh, space and time. Cause he, he's, he's one of these guys who's sort of just money on the mic. Um, and even tonight, I thought that he, he came across as significantly better than Punk. And that might be that he's not, um, that he's not as polished as other performers are. So he wasn't able to get punk across the way that he maybe should have. Cause it, it felt like it felt like CM punk was a little bit rattled in there and he didn't know what to say because Kingston really what he was saying had backed punk into the corner as you're the bad guy. So what are you going to say now? And I just don't think the punk had anything to come back with. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I really like Eddie Kingston. I'll be cheering for him, um, but I don't know. It'll be my first. It'll be my first live wrestling event. So really, I'm just kind of looking forward to experiencing it all.
0: I feel like at this point, the only thing that CM Punk could have came back with is "Get off my lawn." <laughs> I mean, like seriously, I'm very disappointed in you, Eddie. Like what? what what, are you his dad? Like, what the hell is going on? I, I don't like it. I don't like it. Don't think it's good for anybody. Don't think it makes money. Uh, let, let's talk about uh, my new, like, most hated trios team in the world. Um, Christian, Luchasaurus, and Jungle Boy. I was fine when it was Christian, Luchasaurus, and Jungle Boy. They have a name now. Did you guys see this Wait, name? It's it's not the Concerto Express now, is it? No, it's the <laughs> Jer Classic Express. Okay, the Jer Classic I Express. I hate them. I hate them. I, I, I this is just this is awful. This is awful. I hope the Super Click kill them, and I expect the Super <laughs> Click is gonna kill them. Um. I don't know what we're doing with Christian at this point. I'm not even entirely sure what we're doing with jungle boy and Luchasaurus. It seemed like we were on a clear path to where Christian was going to turn heel on jungle boy. And now I'm not so sure. It almost like this promo kind of felt like they were backpedaling to me, Jimmy T.
1: I think you're wrong, Jago, because first of all, I still think we're going to get the Christian heel turn. I'll tell you why come full gear we know the Jurassic Express, Christian Cage, whatever they're called, Joker Classic. It sounds like, that's what it sounds like. Whatever the fuck they are, they're going to lose to the super click, right? Oh, they're going to lose. They're going to lose, and then Christian's going to start pointing fingers at at Jurassic Express. That's what I think is going to happen. Hence, we get a Christian heel turn after that. That's my opinion. As far as Jurassic Express goes, I like that they're showing fire, all right? And there's no Marco stunt. That part is cool. I, I don't mind that. I was a little bit shocked come Wednesday night with how how dominant they seemed by the way they beat the shit out of the, the Super Click. But, man, at least Luchasaurus
0: is acting like a friggin' dinosaur and not saying shit. I prefer that. I thought what Christian did on Dynamite went a little too far, Chris. It was like, you know... He, he like, you know, looked over at Adam Cole, looked at Christian's car and Christian was like, Who the hell are you? And then he beat him up with a baseball bat. And then he took that baseball bat and he smashed in Adam Cole's windshield. And then he smashed in the back window and he took out all the driver's side windows and the passenger side windows. And and then he he slashed all the tires and then he put gasoline in the gas tank. And then he lit the car on fire. And it was just like, dude, enough. Like it, it felt like he just went so far over the top. And I guess maybe the way Cole was kind of acting tonight in the main event, like it was supposed to be so brutal that Cole's going to be selling this for a while. But it just seemed way too much for the baby face to be because the heels hadn't really done anything that bad to him at that point.
2: <laughs> Yeah, um, listen, faces can use weapons, they can get aggressive, they can heat up, um, but it needs to be as a result of something really and truly low and dastardly from the heels. The heels have to, you know, essentially come and eat your soul in order for the for the hero to really come back with weapons, you know. Um, and that concerto, it, it's just a vicious spot. It That comes across the same way that the Bret Hart, like you know the the knee in the in the chair and the elbow off the top you know spot used to be it, it's it, it's too vicious if you're going to keep a guy as a face and my only worry about Christian turning heel is like okay he turns heel so where does that put him in this show because Kenny's above him Miro's above him uh the young bucks are above him Adam Cole's above him uh like where does he slot in as like on this show. I just and and to be honest with you, this is an overall problem for me with AEW in general. Where do you slot these people in? You know, there were just recently all these releases from the WWE and people are already talking about, "Oh, they should they, Tony should sign this this person or like, oh, da, you know, uh, uh Harry Smith, you know, that would be a great signing." I'm like, "Where? Where the fuck do you put these guys? You've got a talent like Christian who again, I get you don't like him. I really I love Christian. I'm a huge Christian fan, right? Um, but even I'm looking at this going, I can't defend this. This is to stupid. be fair,
0: to be fair, I dislike Christian in a 2021 context. Over <laughs> over the course of his career, I always thought Christian was better than Edge. I saw more talent in Christian than Edge. I thought that Christian was going to be bigger than Edge. And I think Christian got the short end of the stick. Christian coming back in 2021, I feel like, you know, he belongs at about that fifth or sixth baby face on the roster. Jimmy T, where do you see Christian now?
1: Well, to give you some uh, kudos, I've heard you say that on your shows before, so you have said that about Christian. So kudos to Jago for that. But in saying that, man, Chris is right. I mean, baby or heel, where do you really fit this guy in the whole of, context of things i mean i think he should have the big show role let's be honest or poor white role sorry should i say where he doesn't really do anything gets paid maybe have a match here and there and that's it because there's no room and as far as sorry even 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 closer
0: like i would say more like the sting role you know where where, where i'm seeing him more often than i'm seeing big show like i'm not ready to put him out to pasture like i am big show at this point but I don't need to be seeing two Christian matches a week between Dynamite and Rampage.
2: You guys want to hear a seriously fucked up thought that I just had? What? Christian's role right now should be what CM Punk is. I'm showing up to work with the younger talent and we'll have really good matches and we'll help, you know, showcase them. And, you know, I'll still win most of the time and stuff. Cause like, I'm the legend and I'm a former world champion, et cetera. So like all you young guys, you're probably not going to beat me, but I'll give you 15 minutes and I'll get you real good work and real good exposure facing me, blah, blah, blah. That's the spot for Christian yep. and CM punk needs a fucking
0: story. <laughs> like, <laughs>
2: yep.
0: Whereas Christian and jungle boy have been doing this dance now for what going on two, three months that I, we've kind of been forecasting the Christian heel turn. (laughs) Jimmy T thinks we're going to get it. Chris, what do you think? Are we going to get the Christian heel turn at full gear? I'd love
2: to see it. I mean, uh, you know, again, I've, I've always been a Christian fan and I think he's a, he's a very talented wrestler. Um, I think he can work. I think he works better as a heel. Um, but I think that Christian generally works better as a heel as part of a team. Um, because I think that his heel work is so much of that chicken shit heel that you actually can't take him seriously. When he's a heel, he needs a heater. Even when you think back to T TN, to TN, uh, TNA, he had Tomko or whoever the fuck that guy was. Yes, Tomko. Yeah. He's he's Tom right. Coe,
1: yeah. Yep.
2: right. So, um, yeah. I mean, we've got a we've got a comment from one of the Facebook users that says, "I think AEW needs that big heel figure that everyone fears and that no one can defeat." Um, yeah, they do need that, but that's Miro, and all they need to do is just push him lightweight. Like,
0: he's there. I I'm very curious to see how that Miro versus Danielson match goes, because at this point I could really see either one of those guys going over. The yep. trick is going to be not forecasting the result of the main event coming off of the finals of the eliminator tournament. All right. Let's, let's see what else we got on tonight's show. Well, we brought up the releases um, and I don't think that there's much of that talent that was released the other day by wwe that even tony khan should entertain bringing into aew but there are two names on that list that very much stood out to me and those two names are ember moon and taya valkyrie i think both of them would be very welcome additions to this women's roster and i bring them up because tonight we had ali versus red velvet in the final match of the round one of the Hose Championship uh, <laughs> Tournament. Guys, I, I don't know what happened to Allie. I really liked Allie when she was in Impact and running around with Rosemary. And I thought she was doing some fantastic work. She has not clicked inside of AEW for me whatsoever. Um, and especially tonight. She's over there talking smack to Jade Cargill for what? Like, there's no history that I know of between the bunny and Jade Cargill. There is with Red Velvet. Like, I got Red Velvet talking smack to Jade Cargill at the end of the match. That made logical sense to me. Why would Allie as a heel be talking smack to Jade Cargill for no apparent freaking reason? this I, I i did not enjoy any of this i just did not think that this was good whatsoever chris it looks as though you agree with me as you sit there and shake your head no
2: there was nothing to enjoy about this i mean there was a couple of close-up shots on allie's ass and that's about it mm-hmm. that's the extent of how much i enjoyed this match um that is the wrong booking for somebody who's been coming across as a bit of a chicken shit heel right she'll get in the ring and she'll cheat with weapons et cetera. That character does not get in the face of someone who towers over top of her and has a 12 pack on her stomach. Like <laughs> you, that's not the, that's not the role for you at that moment. You get in the ring. You don't even look at Jade Cargill. In fact, you might even want to get in the ring and make it obvious. You're not looking at Jade Cargill. Yeah. Uh, y- yeah. Let's, let's wrestle. Who I don't uh, that, that kind of thing. That's great for your character. Getting in her face just made no sense. And I mean, this whole match was just botch, 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 botch. Uh, I literally can't even just go over all of the botches. Um, Watch this match if you really desperately wanted to watch people on their third day in wrestling camp. It's bad. Really bad.
0: Jimmy T, I feel like the better booking for tonight would have been Allie gets in the ring. Jade Cargill yells at her you better just lay down in this match or I'm going to beat your ass in the next round. I agree. And then please. red velvet comes out and Allie lays down in the middle of the ring and red velvet pins her because now Jade Cargill is going to get her hands on red velvet again. Like I felt like that would have been the better booking than what we got tonight. At least it would have advanced both of those characters.
1: Don't be logical. Jago, please. <laughs> Cause this company has got no fucking logic whatsoever. But I just want to touch on one thing. It's true, right? But I just want to touch on one thing about the releases that Chris brought up earlier. I've always said I've wanted to see Nia Jax and Nyla Rose team up and absolutely eat every woman in the women's division.
0: And We do not endorse cannibalism in the United (laughs) States, Jimmy. That is an Australia thing. (laughs) Well, it used to be.
1: When Papua New Guinea used to be part of Australia, those guys up there, just up north, they eat other people. Unfortunately, it was That's a the whole point joke, of the Hulk, bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's the New Zealanders, man. They're the sheep fuckers.
0: <laughs>
1: you know what I mean? Shout outs to my sheep fuckers out there. You know what I mean? And so I've got a lot of friends of the sheep fuckers, <laughs> the sheep fuckers. But anyway, yeah, this this is dumb. Again, silly bipolar booking, dudes. I mean, come on. I mean. Like Jargo said, that, that is the perfect way to have booked this match. Unfortunately, TK and the boys in the back don't see it that way, man. It is what it is. And Jade, Gar- Jade Cargill, if she's not going to be the host champion, <laughs> come full gear, I'll be bitterly disappointed.
0: That bitch show. She's the that only one in the show. tournament that I... I, I it's I, true. I, there's nobody else in that tournament.
2: There's nobody, nobody else, else man. in that
0: tournament. I, it may be Sheeta, but... No, nah. I, I don't want to see you, Sheeta, running around with a, a belt again. Yeah, no, let's talk about your main event for the evening. It's Adam Cole, baby. Oh, I'm so excited to see Adam Cole, and he's wrestling John Silver, mm-hmm. Jimmy. I think it was last week on the blow off, I made the comment to you. That of all the talents that have come into AEW from the WWE, it feels like everybody is a bigger deal inside of AEW. You've got Malachi Black is a bigger deal. Miro is a bigger deal. Danielson feels like a bigger deal. Moxley, clearly a bigger deal. And then there's Adam Cole, baby. (laughs) And I feel like Adam Cole is playing second fiddle to the Young Bucks at this point, let alone Kenny Omega he was the man in NXT. He was the the standard in NXT. I want that Adam Cole back because whatever is going on here, I just don't like it. And being in the ring with John Silver does not help that.
1: Who the fuck booked this shit in the first place? Come on, man. John Silver against Adam Cole. Come on.
0: I can tell you who booked it. Well, I can yeah. tell you who booked it. It's the same guy <laughs> who told me long, long time ago, oh, well, you don't have to watch any of the shoulder content. You don't have to watch Being the Elite. You don't have to watch the Road 2 specials. You don't have to watch any of the YouTubes. All you have to do is watch Dynamite. And I've now expanded that to Rampage. I do consider Rampage to be canon as well. And that person was Cody fucking Rhodes. <laughs> Cody Rhodes is the one that said you don't have to watch all the shoulder content. You don't you don't have to watch none of that BTE crap and so I quit watching BTE because it's horse shit. It sucks, right? And now the main event of Rampage is a storyline that is being developed on being the elite. When he brought up Budge on Dynamite, nobody even knew what in the hell he was talking about except for, you know, the hundred thousand people that watch being the elite Chris I hated this I I this defines Adam Cole down and Adam Cole is better than that
2: yeah I mean to be fair to Cody Rhodes though I mean they did you know I, I they they did try to tell the story with uh you know with expert uh backstage announcer uh, and interviewer uh, Mark Henry but his, Cody uh, Rhodes
0: he owes me money.
2: With his incredible uh, uh, commentary and interview skills. Uh, hey, uh, Silver, you uh, y- you <laughs> call that man Budge. Why you do that?
0: And then, and then, the storyline is literally what Vince McMahon wanted to do to Adam Cole on the main roster. That's yep. literally the story that we're telling on being the freaking elite. And With they Adam acknowledged
1: Cole. it. They've even acknowledged, I can't remember if it was tonight or on Dynamite, but they actually acknowledged him being a manager.
0: <laughs> what are we doing? Is crap. Adam Cole is like one of the best talents on that freaking roster. I'd rather have Adam Cole right now than Kenny Omega. Or at least Oof. I would have six weeks ago. The, nah. Six weeks ago when Adam Cole wasn't associated with any of this bullshit, mm. I would have rather had Adam Cole.
2: I, I don't, I don't see the heat in his matches. I like, he's got, he's, he's got a great entrance and I'm not trying to downplay that. Cause you know, Jimmy and I have talked in the past, you can get by in pro wrestling as just an entrance. The ultimate warrior did it for a very long time. He had an entrance and some colorful tassels and the guy made tens of millions of dollars as a professional wrestler. Um, so I'm not trying to downplay it in terms of just being an entrance quote unquote, but Uh, I don't see the heat in his matches. I just, I don't see people getting as, you know, enthralled in, in who wins and who loses. They just really want to be able to say, Adam Cole, baby. And that's it. There's, you know, and I mean, look, you you can, you can get by with that, but at some point you'd like to see him turn Adam Cole, baby into Rob Van (laughs) Dam and actually get some heat during the match.
0: I think part of the problem with Adam Cole at this point for me, Jimmy T, is I have been waiting for the Adam Cole babyface run since like he left Ring of Honor. Like well. he has been the same swarmy dickhead character for years. And I'm sorry, Adam Cole, baby, <laughs> is a babyface move. It is. People it love is. Adam Cole. Like Adam Cole has a big money baby face run in him as a small undersized baby face, but nobody does that. Like, and we've been waiting for five years at this point.
1: If not more. I mean, really? Yeah. He, ha- he has not changed since, since he's he, when he
0: got thrown out of the bullet club. It's true. We were, we were ready for the Adam Cole babyface run. And instead he went to NXT and put together Undisputed Era and we got a replay of the Adam Cole like heel run from (laughs) Ring of Honor. And now he's back with the Bullet Club guys and he feels like he's like the fourth or fifth most important guy in the elite, let alone on the roster.
1: Well, again, we need a proper program with Adam Cole as well, dude. I mean, we're not even getting one really when you think about it. Half these guys on the roster aren't even getting any programs. We're just getting exhibition matches week in, week out. That's what it feels like, right? I mean, no meaning, just just matches, unless it's a tournament for the next number one contender. Who I thought originally didn't they say Adam Page was going to be in this friggin' tournament?
0: Well, Adam Page doesn't need to be in the tournament. Because I know, right? But he at, he at the won start, the ladder at the match. Start,
1: no, that's right. But at the start, they were confusing everybody by saying, oh, he won for a future title match and then ended up being a full gear anyway. And blah, blah, blah. Because I don't know what the fuck they're doing. But that's Booker of the Year shit, as people say. So I don't know where you go with Adam Cole, baby. But all I do know is give him something to do properly. Give him some fucking fire, right? And make him elevate himself, man. Because he ain't doing shit. Like, really. Well, so
0: far, to be fair, So far, his two feuds inside of AEW have been with somebody from the Dark Order and a guy named Jungle Boy. Right. But even that, does it
1: feel like a feud?
0: Well, I mean, how serious can you take a feud with a guy named Jungle Boy? Like, I really feel like that's going to be a a real problem going forward. He needs to call himself
2: Jack Perry at a certain point, yeah. Yep,
1: or jumping jack Perry because
2: that's (laughs) what he needs to do
0: is join the pinnacle and put on a suit and pull his hair back in a ponytail or maybe like a little man bun get himself some (laughs) seth rollins kind of heat where people just want to see him get punched in the face for wearing his fucking hair like that
1: hey i've got the man bun dude come on now (laughs) but anyway
0: that was an accident chris i didn't mean (laughs) to say that
2: yeah yeah felt that way
0: (laughs) oh anyway (laughs) you pricks
1: anyway that threw me off completely for christ's sake but anyway back to jungle boy right how can you take him seriously with his hair slicked back heck you might as well fucking grow a black beard and say that don't work for me brother
0: you think he feels like a black
1: beard beard? no he can't definitely can't i don't think Uh he's even got pubes down here dude honestly (laughs) i mean seriously but look man jungle boy I can't take him serious no matter what, even if he changed his name. And as far as that little feud goes, this is what should have happened. After what happened on Dynamite, something else should have happened here on Rampage. Not him fighting Johnny Hungy, fucking Silver, whatever the fuck his name is. Because really there was no, other than a couple of promos in the back, pre-tape promos that is.
0: What's this freaking feud? John Silver feels like he's got go-away heat with me. Mm-hmm. Chris do you, Chris agrees. Jimmy Jimmy seems like he's hedging. Well, he's kind of popular.
1: I'm not the biggest fan of his, but he's kind of got a few fans out there, man. So I don't know. I don't think he gets going-away heat. Really, I don't think he gets any heat, to be fair.
0: No, I With me.
1: With okay, me, right, personally.
0: When right, John Silver enough. comes on my TV, I'm just like, oh, this fucking... Yeah, it's starting
1: to get like that for me too, man. I mean, it's been like that for a while. I mean, Chris was a big fan of his.
2: Yeah, there was a a time where I was looking at him in the ring and I thought, okay, this guy's got some fire. He can move well. Um, He's clearly not injuring anybody. You know, uh, if they focus on him as an in-ring competitor, that could be really good because I like that kind of wrestling. I like, you know, as much as I make fun of all of the, all the stuff, like I do like the Japanese style wrestling of, Hey, we're going to have a wrestling match. Cause we're going to wrestle. Cause we're wrestlers. Um, I like it. Um, and I think that he's got a lot of potential if he could get a little seriousness, but this whole, everything involved in the dark order is just everything. The dark order touches turns to shit. It's, uh, You can't take anything that they're doing seriously. You can't even like, I can't even barely watch what they're doing. This whole budge thing was like, can you just get fucked already with the budge thing? Um, Yeah. I mean, I liked him a few months ago, you know, when he first started showing up and having wrestling matches, but at this point it's like, all right, you know, first of all um, you're starting to do some stupid shit in the ring. He took a punt kick. And his reaction was to back up, do an insigiri, and then drop down. Fuck off. Fuck off all <laughs> the way. Fuck all the way off back to wherever the fuck you come from, and fuck your beard. I <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do it. You got to fucking take shit seriously. If you're no selling punt kicks, um, I just I got no time for whatever bullshit you're trying to fucking sell me.
0: In this universe, if I haul off and kick you in the head as hard as I possibly can, two count yeah well, canadian I, I
2: destroyer was... on the edge like on the apron canadian destroyer on the apron is a fucking two count so i don't hey. i think everyone should just have to take out uh you know a copy of mjolnir and smash each other in the face in order to get pins
1: well a v trigger to an unknown member of dark order i didn't even know angel whatever the fuck his name is on dynamite
2: a two count after almost after almost 20 fucking minutes.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. What a joke. Your world champion. <laughs> I don't even know. Who's this Angel guy? Can someone tell me? Because apparently they've had a match in the past, which I never saw.
2: No, no, no. Because we can't tell you anything about that. Because Jargo and I... <laughs> have taken this whole you do not have to watch the shoulder content" thing seriously.
0: I barely have team enough team? time to watch the wrestling I want to watch, <laughs> let alone to go oh, out of my man. way to watch that stupid bullshit, especially when Cody still owes me money. Yeah. Pay I mean, up, Cody. Dude, he owes me so much money at this point. <laughs> I, 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 I had that? a running tally there for a while.
2: Cody could well, be in an asshole and pay up.
0: Just pay you up, could
2: not like he doesn't have any money,
1: right? I mean, shit. But could this episode of Rampage be quite possibly the worst episode of Rampage so far?
0: I don't know. Because it, th- this is another one of those weird shows. Like, we go and we look at every one of these segments, and I'm like... Eh. There was nothing really that good on this show, but I felt like, like I enjoyed myself watching the show. Right, right Like the right. show was fine. Like it, I didn't feel like I was watching, you know, Monday night raw sitting yeah. around waiting for something to happen. Like, it's still like, it's a fast watch. Like yeah. the the pacing of the show is really upbeat. The production right, value exactly. looks good. Like I, I have a good time watching the show, but when I sit down and I break down these segments It just doesn't seem like any of the segments themselves were good.
2: So I don't
0: don't know how to feel about it. Well, that's the issue because, you know, it's funny. It was
1: good. I did enjoy watching it. And I do feel that Rampage has a different energy to Dynamite. If anything, Rampage has a bit more of a, I don't know, how do I put it? like More of a like charged up sort of uh, feel to it compared to Dynamite. I can't explain it, but it does feel that way. But compared to SmackDown, after watching SmackDown, then watching this, Rampage Steel was by far the
0: better show. Make no puns about it. That that was the better show. And maybe it's just that, you know, we're too over-analytical. And maybe it's just that, you know, we have standards that are a bit higher than, you know, the spoon-fed bullshit that WWE has self-served to us over the course of the last 20 years. Because I feel like there's so much of it that is just completely skewed by how big the WWE has gotten. So everything is compared to the WWE. And it's like, you know people want, oh, that was the best promo segment that I've seen this year. And it's like, wow, you really need to watch like Jay White cut a promo because he's cut at least 15 promos this year that were better than that one. You know what I mean? So it's just like, I feel like it's just a completely different standard and a different metric where it's just the people that are so used to watching WWE for the last 20 years, because it was the only game in town, their bar is so low with their overscripted bullshit that even a bad AEW promo segment with Eddie Kingston and CM Punk is better than any promo that they have seen this year. And that's really, really freaking sad.
1: It is, It is, man. And we're going to get a lot of heat for absolutely calling out the bullshit between Kingston and Punk, no doubt about it. Because everyone online was pretty much crapping on like this was the best thing since sliced bread. But again, I
0: asked coming out of that promo, who do you want to see win that match? And who do you want to see get shut up? And if you don't have an answer to that, then the promo wasn't worth a shit.
2: Yeah. Well, and see, like, My whole thing like you're talking about this whole idea of like the WWE and the comparisons and you know we all read that online right if you know if you have any kind of presence in wrestling online you'll see people you know you see some famous people on YouTube and stuff famous for the wrestling world you know you see some famous people you know in the wrestling world on YouTube be like oh why doesn't everyone just love everything you know you can be a fan of WWE and AEW you don't have to pick a side blah 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 well the thing is is like we all started as WWE WWE fans. That's where we're all coming from, right? That's where every one of us watched Hogan or Brett or Sean or Stone Cold or The Rock. We all loved that shit, right? We we all came from that. But we're at this point now where the WWE has fucked us over so many times as fans that we're just not willing to give them another chance. I-, I made this comparison a couple weeks ago when I was on the show with Jimmy, right? It's like you've got these two girls in your life, right? And one of them you've known since high school and you've fucked a bunch and you you break up and then you fuck again and then you break up and then you fuck again and then you break up. Well, and she's like she... At this point, like she's stolen money out of your wallet. She fucked your brother. She sent your best friend to prison. She tried to stab your mom with an AIDS needle. (laughs) Right. You've got this other girl on the other side. Right. And she's not perfect. Right. You see that she's got flaws. You see (laughs) that she has these 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 problems. Right. But you're like, at least she's trying. Right. So you appreciate that she's trying to be a good girlfriend. Right. So you're like, I'm going to give her a chance. I'm going to keep giving her chances because I know her heart's in the right place. Right. That's wrestling fans with WWE versus AEW. Okay. People are sick and tired of the way that we as fans are treated by the WWE creatives. And we're willing to give AEW a chance, even when it's not great, because we can see they're at least trying to cater to us. Rather than saying, fuck you, I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want, and you're just going to keep coming around and doing whatever the fuck we tell you to because you're stupid fucking wrestling fans. People <laughs> are tired of that. That's why people pick sides.
0: He's not wrong. He ain't.
1: <laughs> but I just and- want to say... Oh, sorry. No, continue. No, no, I just want to say... And, 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 and that's the problem, man. Maybe we are too you know, we're critiquing this shit too much. Maybe we're just meant to not give a shit and just watch this shit for what it is, right? I mean, that's what people say. That's what a lot of people in the IWC say. Just enjoy it for what it is, but just watch it for what it is and maybe you enjoy it instead of critiquing it. Well, I'm sorry. (laughs) I like to enjoy professional wrestling. It is what it is, right? As both of you do too. So I just want to see some fucking shit that makes sense. It ain't hard. If we can come up with fucking shit That actually makes sense. What's the problem between these two companies that aren't able to do shit? And as far as that girlfriend thing goes, I agree with Chris 100%. But at this point, AEW, she better fucking start, you know, getting better, man, you know, because I've given her way too many chances already. And if she keeps screwing up, I'm going to be like bitch get the fuck out. You know what I mean? At this mean? point no, her head
2: game is out. a little weak, you know? And it it's is, like it is. it's like, you know, I can I can stick it out <laughs> a little longer, but like you got to learn how to use your tongue. Like this is this is getting fucking annoying. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, that was a good one, Chris. That was good. <laughs>
0: So that's going to wrap things up for this week's show. Thanks for watching and or listening. If you haven't already, please hit that subscribe button. Then follow us across social media at Chris Ames1, at DJ MassFX, at NotJargo. Chris, anything else that you want to plug, promote, put over before we get out of here today?
2: No, just the same things as always. I mean, check us out over on the PwC. Jimmy and I do uh, a number of, uh, of awesome things over there. It's not just us. We've got other people who do other content. Uh, check us out on the PwC. Um, if you like Hamin Media and if you like Mark Media, you'll like the PwC. Um, uh, so come check us out over there. And uh, that's about it. Everybody stay cool.
0: At Jimmy T, I'm pretty sure that you've got a show that you want to plug that you're going to be recording here in um, mm-hmm. about eight or nine hours or so.
1: And that show is the blow off at, at markmedia.com, which I can't wait to do, dude, because I've got a lot to say about the releases and just the companies in general. So I'm looking forward to that. So tune in in, a, in about eight hours, right? Yeah, probably about nine
0: hours. Probably about nine hours. Blow off at markmedia.com. Looking forward to that. Should be a lot of fun. Of course, you can visit the Hami Media Group online. Hami Media Group. Podbean.com at Hami Media Group. And of course, the new flagship over at Channel Attitude. Dot com we will be back next week join us live if you're over in the hameen media discussion group or check out the feed by the searching hameen media group we will talk to you next week here for rampage uncaged for now we're off like a prom dress see ya